in our book it says, you don't mind, right? I like always talking sometimes about recovery. That's where I come from. So in recovery, there was a point where it says, being convinced, which means believe with certainty that self manifested in all these different ways, yeah? So appearing in different ways yeah? is what has defeated us. We will now look at its, meaning self's, common manifestations. So let's get an idea of what the hell is happening here. Yeah? So let's say alcoholism is a... You can't take an x-ray of alcoholism. Yeah? If you take an x-ray of the body, you're not going to see alcoholism. You'll see its effects, maybe in the liver and stuff like that. But you won't see the disease of alcoholism. The disease of alcoholism is in the mind, yeah? the brain, mind, whatever, whatever you want to call it. The activity of the brain that we call mind, that... It's in there. So it's in the mental process. Now the mental process is the seed of self. Yeah? This, a mental process produces the idea of being a self. That's what happens. You didn't have it when you were first born. It was produced. As the brain develops, it produces, as it's developing, it develops a sense of being a self. You don't have it the first year, year and a half when you're alive here, but you do get it soon. Yeah, And then it takes a while for the picture to get Reinforce. A lot of times when you're young, you have no real sense of self, and that's what's scary, yes? So you're always very self-conscious because you don't have a sense of what you are yet. The mind is still trying to grapple with it and get it together. So if this mental process is producing the sense of what you call you all day, and it has a disease called alcoholism, then that sense of being you is going to have certain traits determined by the alcoholism that you are going to exhibit in life. Yes? That's what happens in recovery. Is one of the greatest moments in recovery is when you walk into a room and hopefully you're done and you listen to people share and you're sitting in a sense of terminal uniqueness, which most people in self are. The idea of self is a terminally unique, isolated position. Yes? You're truly separate from. Truly. So there you are. And then you're listening to people share, and they're sharing their feelings and their thoughts and their reactions to life, basically. And after a few months, or maybe a week, or maybe that first meeting, you realize, Jesus, there can only be two possibilities. Either they have my thoughts, my reactions, and my feelings, or these feelings, these thoughts, and these reactions aren't mine. (laughs) That these feelings, these thoughts, and these reactions that so many other people seem to have, the exact same that I have, must be the product of something other than me, in a way. They're a product of alcoholism. So alcoholism has influenced the production of this self as it's influenced the production of that self to such an extreme that we have the same tendencies. So in a certain situation in life, we'll basically react the same way. And we'll have the same thoughts about things, and we'll have the same feelings. And if you go anywhere around the world, and you go to an AA meeting, you'll run into the same identification. Yeah? No matter what culture it's in, you'll be able to see through the culture quickly, and basically the meat of living is the same. Thoughts, reactions, and feelings. Yeah? And so when you see that, then you see that the amazing thing with self, because of its nature to claim everything, it has claimed characteristics of a disease to be its own behavior. 
So the thoughts that are truly what we would call alcoholic thoughts, yes, or addictive thoughts, the feelings that are truly addictive feelings coming from the disease of addiction, and the reactions to situations in life that are truly the characteristics of that disease have been claimed by yourselfing as yours, which creates a giant factory for guilt and shame because the characteristics of an addict or an alcoholic tend to go a little bit crazy out there. They'll do things that the rest of their conditioning can't uh, come to terms with. They'll act out that goes totally contrary to the idea of themselves. They'll prostitute themselves for a drug where maybe they were very righteous and proud before. All of this stuff produces an unbearable tension, and yet the nature, or not the nature, but the activity of the mind and selfing claims everything. So it claims the expressions of alcoholism that are happening through you as yours. Yeah? So anytime, anything, anywhere could put a thought or a feeling in you, any kind of manipulative activity, what will happen when that thought and feeling expresses itself through you, your mind and selfing will claim it to be yours. So you'll never see, you will never have a, you'll always believe you know where it oriented from or where it came from. You'll always believe you know its source, which is you, when it isn't you at all. Yeah? And alcoholism is just a disease of the mental process. I would say the original dis-ease maker is the production of being a self. Yeah? And the being of self the idea of being a self, the identification as a self, produces the need to get relief from that identification, which I believe is the source of all other addictions, to tell you the truth. Everyone is just trying to get out of self. They just want to get some fucking relief from that just big, huge mother hen sitting on them all day. And they'll basically do almost anything to do get that relief. Like the way I experienced it out there, I was willing to do pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. And I was feeling uncomfortable, first of all, with untreated selfing and untreated alcoholism as an amplifier of the selfing. Because it does amplify selfing. It takes, it amplifies it to extremes. You get excessively obsessed with yourself. Yeah? It goes way overboard. So that unbearability, of course, demands relief. Yeah? I mean, that becomes your imperative. It comes, it's more important than living physically. You're willing to die, but you want relief. Yeah? And you're willing to do almost anything to get the relief. But you're not open to any way to get it. You're defined by the disease to get it through alcohol and drugs, basically, or acting out and stuff. You're not open to any relief. You're open to a certain relief that the problem itself wants to lead you to. Yeah? Because that relief is its fuel. When the mind uh, and this apparatus does alcohol and drugs, it's the fuel to the disease of alcoholism. So the alcoholism takes over more and more of the selfing. The more fuel you give it, the more dominant it becomes. So any pretense of being the old you is washed out very quickly. And you're just uh, an ingesting machine, really. You're there being used in a way for that mental groove to get its food. That's all it is, because it can't pick up a beer. It needs the host or the vehicle to get it. Yeah? It cannot 
put, it doesn't have pores to put a needle in. It has to convince you to agree with its view, which is, at all costs, I need this drug. And you go, because you take it to be you, because of the selfing in place, you can't see it as a foreign installment, and so you can't entertain being free from it. All you can do is try to give it what it wants, or therapize it, or socialize it, or imprison it, or put it into a rehab, whatever, but there is no solution that will f- work because it's always involved as you as that. Yeah? But to me, the same thing with the selfing. When you see yourself as not that, the first thing the mind can entertain is I can be free of it. All the while, when you were taking yourself to be that, it could never entertain that idea because it thought it was that. You cannot think to be free of what you are. It's impossible. When you're identified as something, that mind that's identified as something can't entertain being free from that something unless it kills itself or whatever, yeah, which is a lot of people do. But when you realize I'm not that, the first thing, this is again what I found out, as soon as, soon as I saw that I was not that, the first thing my mind entertained is I can be free of it. Because it's not me. Yeah? Then, because what is a lot of spiritual seeking? You're just trying to take a very unruly horse to a, a thing of water with the expectation it's going to drink it. It's going to piss all the whole way. Yeah? You're trying to, come on, come on, get this idea. Fuck it. Why is all that effort? Because there's a sense of being it. If you can see, I'm not that, that's that. You'll be dismissed in the sense of being a servant to it. Yeah? Which is a form of slavery. I'm serious. If you're irritable, restless, and discontent, you're on the prowl all the time for relief. Yeah? Even when you're thinking, oh, I'm sitting here in unconditional love, there's a price tag for that. You're planning and trying to get something from that idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's unrelenting. because And the true answer to dissatisfaction, that the only one that really works, is satisfaction. Yeah. When you get lasting satisfaction, the behavior that you've been wrestling maybe with will change. It has to. Because the, most of its input, most of its momentum is to seek relief. Yeah? to try to get something better that will let me be okay. If that was implanted already that you're okay, then that whole momentum would be discharged. Instead of the focus into self-centeredness, it would be a way of seeing. You have a wider lens because the mind, dissatisfied, gets focused and tunnel-visioned. It's looking for something, yes? based on its own ignorance, that it must be outside. The same, same attention, when it's free from that, when there's satisfaction of not being that, then that same thing opens wide. The lens gets wider. And there's, there's the sense of seeing. Yeah? Not looking. Seeing. Looking driven by a need to be satisfied, but seeing because there's satisfaction. It's a whole different way of traveling. And I found the the axis point of it all is the selfing. It doesn't mean selfing stops, but 
the momentum it seems to have is your juice by believing in it. Yeah? When that's removed, it has that, but it never put, it never creates that illusion of being a real solid thing. Yeah? And even this slows up. And you know when like you were saying with the helicopter, when it slows up you see there's tons of space between the four propellers, yeah? And there's that sense of space instead of having that illusion it's one solid thing, because it isn't. And then that space, you don't believe that the space is going to impress itself upon you when it's open to it. Space has the most incredible influence when you're open to it. You know, silence, like Ramana used to always say, be still and know that you are that. Silence is the most influential event of all because it's the it's like the language of space. Yeah. And of course you react to it, respond to it because you are that. There's an instantaneous knowing in it. Yeah? There's an instantaneous knowing of it. It's like that unspoken yes. That unspoken yes, with all the language of the head, it can try to get distorted and twisted and neuter it. But there's that unspoken yes can outshout thousands of screams you know, of the mind. It's just a powerful echo, if honored, you know, if attended to. And the thing is, it can't be attended to well by the self. That will be deflect it. Yeah? That's why I found that it's not the idea of you're a lion, it's idea how what kind of ear is hearing the message. That's the most important part of it. Not the message. You can hear the message everywhere. But what's hearing the message? Yeah? If it's that ear modality, I mean that sheep modality, it's only can entertain I can become like a lion. That's not the message, yeah? The message isn't, oh, I, if I stay really quiet, I can have an experience of silence, but I am silence. I am space. I am that, yeah? So, then all the requirements and based on circumstances, situations are lifted, and what's always obvious at all times can be sensed always obviously at all times. I'm not saying it will be, but the possibility is there. Because the requirements and all the conditions put on it by the selfing, gets lifted. It, no, no nature changes. It doesn't change. It's always been available, just as that. Just like in physics, they say that, you know, when they're doing an experiment, the biggest player in the experiment is the observer. Well, in this case, there you go. Yeah. The seeing really isn't the biggest influence in this event. It's what thinks it's looking. If you can question that I'm not what thinks is looking, then the seeing will be seen as it's always been. So you do have a huge role in it, don't you? In a sense. Not as you, but you do have a huge role in it. Because by its observation does it seem real. Without an observation of the truth, without a sense of the truth, does it seem real to you in life? It doesn't. It may be conceptually real, it may be a way of using it philosophically to make things a little less unbearable, but it's not a radical shift in translation, usually. Yeah?
think I want to add on to this right now, eh? Stop.